Hey guys, my name is Miller Montgomery and welcome to the King Collective Podcast, where I interview men making a massive difference in the world. These are kings of their kingdom. Listen in. Hey guys, it's Miller here and welcome to another episode of the King Collective. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest uh, all the way from uh, Bondi Beach, Sydney. Uh, you may have seen him on the on the TV screens. We've got Trent Falson, aka Singlets. Welcome, brother. Welcome, and uh, thank you for having me. I had to look over my shoulder there when you said we had someone special in, but yeah, good to be here, <laughs> sunny Melbourne. That's it, man. I know it's unusual. You brought the you brought the sun with you. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous today. Nice to be here. Thanks again. No worries, man. So yeah, um, thanks for jumping on the show. Just wanted to have a chat to you about your experiences as a single dad and, um, you know, the, I guess the trials and tribulations that come along with that, mate. So, um, yeah, what's kind of your story? Yeah, it's a, it's a bumpy old ride, uh, single parenting sometimes, isn't it? Mm. Um, so I've, uh, probably been separated or a single dad now for about eight years. Um, got two beautiful boys, um, that are almost 15 and almost 13. Um, and, uh, you know, for the past year, you know, eight years, just trying to navigate the minefield of, um, of, you know, sort of being the best parent you can be while mm. faced with the challenges of, uh, mm. you know, being a single parent. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. Um, I, I definitely say that it's, it's been a growth experience for me. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a much better human than I was before going through this, um, and I guess you know there's a there's a uh, you know uh, something to be taken by finding meaning in adversity. Um, For sure, every tough time um, holds some kind of magic. So yeah, hundred percent. So um, so you're eight years on now. Um, I know that there's been a few ups and downs through that journey. I know that you had your son for about a year. Um, do you want to just talk about like what kind of happened there? Yeah, so um, just, you know, this, this year's been a little bit bumpy. Um, I'm uh, navigating the, the distant parent situation at the moment. Um, at the start of the year, um, you know, my ex-wife, uh, who we get along well, um, she decided she was going to make a lifestyle change and move down to the country. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's moved the boys with her and um, it's been a really uh, tough time for me probably I would argue the the hardest thing I've ever been through in my whole life um mm. uh, you know I think last year I had my you know eldest son full-time and and going from full-time having a, a little human around the house and, mm. and someone who you you know you sort of look forward to coming home to and and whatnot and look any parent can attest to how much you you just love being around your children and that connection so navigating uh, that loss and that void that I have in my life um, this year has been really, really hard and, um, you know, something that uh, I'm still still sort of grappling with. Yeah, like, I mean, how have you been able to kind of deal with that even on like a daily basis, you know? Yeah, look, you have your good days and your bad days. I think it's like anything and, and um, uh, this goes for all sorts of people in all sorts of different situ- situations in life through adversity. Um, you know, you, you find you're coping really well one day and then the next, next day you're sort of sitting on the lounge and, 
it's awfully quiet and uh, you're looking around going, well, okay, so this is it, you know, mm. where, where is everybody? Mm. Um, and, and also just that parenting pull, you know, that the mm. heartstrings and that uh, mm. that real, it's it's like, you know, I feel like I'm heartbroken most days but, you know, you, you just get on with it and um, it's sort of to offset that. Um, I'm a meditator so I've been meditating um, you know, sort of twice a day now for the last sort of almost two years, 18 months to two years. And yeah. I've found um, enormous, um, you know, sort of salvage in that. Mm. Um, it's it's incredible. I can't describe what the difference it, it would make to someone's life. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't want to get all too spiritual on you here, Miller, but... <coughs> Do it. Let's um, go. No, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was put put onto it by a friend and uh, and gave it a go and thought, oh, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is just yeah. like, yeah. So, you know, I tried it and uh, I went to a course and got instructed oh, yeah. by a teacher um, and, and look, haven't looked back. Um, the, the space between thoughts that I'm able to create since, med- since you know, taking mm. on this meditation mm. and... and uh, even being able to see problems from a different point of view, um, mm. as before, you know, to before I was meditating, um, it, it's it's profound. It's mm. it has huge power, and um, you know, you sleep better, you you think better, mm. and there's just a calmness about you mm. in in general day to day life. Mm. And I've found that really helpful this year in, in negating, um, you know, the bumps with with uh, you know having the kids move away for sure. Like I think. Um you know, like most single dads probably experience that time and that transition from seeing your kids regularly to not at all or minimally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a very hard thing because you're there with your own thoughts and those, you're your own worst enemy. And Absolutely. being able to manage that is it's so fucking hard, yeah. you know, in yeah. conjunction with everything else that's obviously going on. Um, so meditation was... Oh, go it was you. it was the goal kicker for me. Mm. Um, I dare say I'd be lost without it at the moment. Um, I've been in tears, you know, of, of yeah. recent months. Um, I've had some really low days, um, and you know, some really low points and and, and things. And um, the meditation's just incredible. It it uh, it really just it pulls you back into a place of, of, you know, sort of calm and peace and, and you, you think more logically, you, you think mm. you, you don't have those thoughts of, of irrational panic and, you know, everything's doom and gloom. Mm. And it, what mm. it does is it creates space between you and your thoughts. So yeah. you can identify thoughts as just thoughts mm. rather than mm. actual reality. Mm, for sure. And I think that's where a lot of <clears throat> us get tripped up in life. You know, we, we tend to... We, we, we latch onto these, you know, these thoughts, these negative thoughts or these situations and think that they're, you know, they're dire and they're forever and whatnot. And, you know, meditation can teach you that, you know, they're just passing thoughts and they're not real mm. uh, and, and they're fleeting. For sure. You know, yeah. that thought that you had five seconds ago is gone now and, and you know, you, you sort of – but the meditation will give you more space between your thoughts. Yeah, great. Which is what you want. Yeah, totally. Agree. Um, so you said earlier that, you know, going through this – the split, you know, in some ways you're a better person now. Yeah. What do you think are the things that have opened up to you, your awareness about who you are or the character traits that you've developed yeah. as a result? Yeah, look, I think for me the, the biggest thing that I've learned um, is becoming more responsive and less reactive to situations. Mm. 
Uh, I think when I was younger and, and whatnot, if something, you know, pissed me off or whatever, I'd, I'd fire up and I'd be, you know, you know, fly off the handle and yep. some kind of tantrum or whatever. But, you know, I think through this whole journey, I've learned that um, reactionary behavior is never good. You know, reactionary behavior comes from emotion, mm-hmm. like emotions like fear, mm-hmm. frustration, anger, panic. Those things never give way to good, good action. So, mm-hmm. I've learned to be more responsive and when I say responsive, I mean take into account what's going on at the moment. Mm. You get a phone call you don't like or whatever, put the phone down, okay, I'm going to chill for, you know, 6 hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. Mm. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit on this, you know, and I'm going to give it some time. Mm. Then you come back to it with a with a, a new approach and you're like, okay, how do I feel now? Mm. what's what's my best way forward now mm. and and that's hugely powerful i found because often when we when we react and we're you know reactionary we make bad decisions and we'll do you know sort of stupid you know yeah <laughs> stupid calls oh, you say yeah. things that you don't yeah, right? and you mean can't take or some of that back sometimes. exactly you know especially over text messages yeah. and stuff like that and then yeah you know sometimes that can be used as evidence or whatever worst case, i mean know. i see guys coming into that kind of situation all the time you mm. know like mm. You know, guys, humans, whoever, stay off your text messages and, mm. and you know, try and just Give take space. a moment, you know, have a breath. Um, I know, and we were speaking about that off air, but just before about, you know, it's a text message. It means that you don't have to reply right no. then. No, there's no timeline on it. It doesn't it's, explode after, you yeah, know, an hour. Exactly. <laughs> detonate you know? after an hour. Yeah. It's, it's there for as long as you want it to be mm. there. Mm. Um, and look, sometimes you don't even have to respond at all. Yeah, very you know true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm finding... Real power in, in sometimes, you know, if you don't like a, a message or whatever, don't respond. Mm. Um, come back to it, you know, later mm. or make a phone call instead or something like that. But I think the real power here is and, you know, I know in a lot of single dad situations I talk to and, you know, these situations can be really tricky um you know, landscape for a lot of lot of men and they, you know, it draws on a lot of emotion and a for lot sure. of kind of raw emotion mm. and uh You've just got to learn to really kind of just take that space for yourself. For sure. You know, sit in that space for a little while before you act on anything and, you know, and you make better decisions. Totally. Um, and I think it's a it's a real skill to be able to uh, create that space for yourself. But sometimes it's a very primal thing, you know, like we're talking about our kids here yeah. and it means that it's very close to our hearts. And like, again, we were speaking about before, <clears throat> it's like uh, – if there's one thing I know, it's I know that I need to be there for my kids. Yeah. I might be unsure, insecure, lacking yeah. confidence in many things in my fucking life, yeah. but I know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And then you're in that precarious situation of yeah. maybe you can't see them or yeah. you know things with your ex aren't that great so you're kind of walking on eggshells and Absolutely. It's, this, it's this very difficult situation to be in. And that, that's kind of where you know I found myself this year in this situation of having the distant parent um, thing going on, you know, because for for the last you know eight years, whatever, my children have been like my rock. So, mm. w- you know, if you're having a bad day or whatever, you, you just know that you've got your kids to hold on to. Not mm. physically, just mm. they're there, you know. Mm. And and um, physically is always amazing as as well. But you know, I think you know I, I sort of sacrificed my dating life and things recently and and all that. And you know, I just I probably clung onto the children too tightly, mm. Um, mm. as in. My whole identity mm. became around around them, and um, learning. That's another lesson that I've, I've learned this year is that learning to let go is sometimes a way of holding on. 
For sure. Um, and there's real power in that, you know, mm. and, mm. you know, sometimes you've just got to release your grip a little bit um, mm. to, to, to actually move forward with things, you know, holding on too tightly to anything, a, mm. a, a partner, a woman, um, a, a child, a job, totally. uh, anything, you know, you, you, I'm sure everyone can attest to holding on to something too tightly and then having yeah. it slip through their hands. Oh, and it's so true, mate, because you create this, um, I guess, dependency on the thing. Yes, and you hold on to it out of fear of losing it yes. and then it makes you hold on tighter. Yeah. And then the more that you hold on that tighter, the, the less likely that, like say a, a woman, she yeah. pulls away, yeah. you know, or you you want that validation or you want that promotion so much that you piss your boss off or, yeah. you know, and you self-sabotage it in Absolutely. that way. It's um it's a very interesting thing and, and it is true and it takes a bit of courage, I mm. guess, to be able to let go like that. Yeah. Have you I, found that? I have. I've, I've found that it's, it's almost counterintuitive. Yeah. You know, our, our, our urges and our um, parenting drives tell us that, you know, you don't let go of your, your children or you, you don't let go of your career or you don't let go of anything if you truly believe in it and it makes you mm. get up in the morning. But mm. I'm learning that, you know, you can hold on too tight and, and you know, I guess that's that sort of spiritual side of me that I've learned through meditation and whatnot, that letting go is is sometimes the path. You For know, sure. Um, and it's it's been really powerful for me to to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Great. So, Matt, I wanted to ask you. You know, like with uh, with your work and stuff. Obviously, it's hard to not have this affect you day to day when you're yeah. at work. Like it yeah. it affects you. You know, yeah. when you're at work and stuff. So, how have you been able to manage that? I'm pretty lucky with my work in that I when I get to work, there's a lot of distraction going on. Mm. Um, we work in a pretty dynamic environment where no two days are ever the same. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of uh, energy. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got sort of say, you know, 32 lifeguards in the team, but on any given day there's probably 15 of us mm. um, all working together and, and there's some really big energy there. Like there's some big personalities. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's a good distraction for me. But um, work, it's, it's good because my work uh, requires me to be really vigilant and on when I'm at mm, work. Mm. So I find that going to work is, is, is a place where I can kind of go and, and immerse myself in what's going on on yep. that given day yep. and not have to, you know, sort of worry about what's going on in your, in your personal life or whatever. Yeah, and cool. then, you know, you, you finish work and then you're back into your... Yeah. So I think, um, like you said, there's a lot of big personalities there. Like, have you been able to kind of lean on those men in there and stuff? Or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, I was saying to someone the other day, our our, job, our lifeguard service is like this huge big family and um, mm. it really is a band of brothers. Um, I've not seen support in any other job or, or, or even, you know, sort of group of friends like I've seen in that lifeguard service and, there's been over the years. There's been quite a few people that have gone through different, you know, bumps in life and whatever. Yep. And and uh, the support amongst those guys surrounding themselves uh, with each other is amazing. It's um, awesome. It's awesome. It's a real credit to the to the service. The the people that are involved. They're uh, they're an amazing group of guys and girl. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think like we've spoken about before, you know, that's what's kind of lost a bit with men mm. is being able to lean, like reliably lean on other men around them in a meaningful way that isn't just talking about, I don't know, fucking nonsense or whatever, but that's yeah. actually like real shit. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes we find that our, uh, that our pain or our insecurities isolate us mm. because we all think that everyone else has got it okay, but yeah. 
the reality is that those things should be the big, biggest, strongest things that connect us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I think it's yeah been lost a little bit. Yeah. Look, it's it's you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, connecting and it's connectivity. It's uh, we're not you know we're not uh we're not connecting on the on the big things in life and, mm. and let's be honest there's no one that's cruising through life mm. like you know tripping through the the daisies and and got this you know pollyanna existence we're all you know sort of you know managing some kind of stress or, or situation and you know i find that as guys we tend to sort of just smother that stuff up and we don't mm. open up and talk about it honestly like man to man and and you know and i think there's there's a lot of a way to go forward with that. Um, For sure. It's starting to happen. Mm. You know, that there's that, there's mm. a lot of the movement about start a conversation. Yeah. But I think there's still a long way to go with guys being able to, you know, to do that. And, and look, women do it so well. Mm. And, you know, I would argue that that's why women, I mean, if you look at suicide rates between yeah. men and women, yeah. um, you know, men are much higher. And, mm. and you know, women support themselves well, mm. that's something that women do really well and is a credit to them. Mm. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, like, for any other single dads that are maybe listening, so you're eight years deep into this and, you know, still going through your own challenges and like we spoke about there's many layers and stuff, but, you know, say there's a single father out there who's listening and just kind of maybe in the earlier stages, like what's mm. maybe some advice that you've got? Yeah, look, there, there's so much advice. Um, you, you know, I think sometimes... You know, finding logic over emotion in a situation mm. is mm. is a good one. Um, you know, I think whenever we're in thrust into adversity, our emotions can tend to take over and blind you with with this whole wave of like, oh, this is terrible. This is not fixable. You know, and I think any <clears throat> single father, you know, I think Millie, you were saying to me earlier the same thing that when you when you come into that situation, you feel like part of your life's broken. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, this is broken. This is not how it's meant to be. Like, mm. how do I end up in this shit? Yeah. And how do I fix it? Yeah. You know, and then that gives way to all of these emotions that, you know, then sort of hold you stuck, you know. Yeah. So what you got to try and do is find the logic rather than the emotion and that means look at the facts, you know. I mean, okay, you've, you've you know, you've come unstuck from your, your, your relationship or your family or your children. It, it's, you know, it's, it's not doom and gloom you know you can move forward with this mm. and you know you've, you've just got to be patient but don't get overwhelmed by the um you know emotions mm. of it mm. um also just again you know with like be responsive don't be reactive yeah. um it's it's a mistake that we all make you know and it's a it's a it's a mistake that's so costly like yeah that reactivity is is mm. is uh, yeah, it really sends you down the wrong path, and I know that you know we all get our buttons pushed by, you know, sort of you know whatever Various the situation things, yeah. is, yeah. But if you can learn to just pause, mm. just pause, mm. and you know however long it is, just pause, just don't react straight away. Mm. Think about the situation, and you know, and go mm. from there. But then the other thing is like, take good care of yourselves. Yeah, you know, mm. like. Guys, don't go to the pub and just get smashed every night and <laughs> yeah. get in fights and all that kind of thing. And you know, or, or you know, the other thing is, guys tend to sort of really go chasing women for the first. Yeah. Um, oh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, I did it. Like you know, for the first yeah. year or whatever, you go on this whole thing of like, oh, okay, well, I'm out of my marriage now. How do I feel better? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go chase chicks around. Yeah, and it's not the answer because mm. it almost makes you feel a little bit more hollow. You for know sure. what I mean? Totally. Could you sort of attest to that? Oh, totally, mate. You know, it's um, the old saying of 
best way to get over someone is get under someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you're just – it's just avoiding – You're delaying yeah, the, you're the, the avoiding. growth. Yeah, exactly. And it's your – it's a vice yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, with all vices, it's just a, a Band-Aid that makes you feel better temporarily. temporarily yeah. But um doesn't do anything for you long term. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I like what you said before was I guess – it was about finding the meaning mm. in the yeah. adversity. Yeah. So it's like, how can you find that that golden yes. nugget of, of meaning for yourself through yeah. this thing that's going to be the why yes. why you go through this? Absolutely, and and you know, like it's 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 kind of it's one of those things where you know they they say there's you know there's a blessing in every tough situation and and you know it's like you know where there's no struggle there's no strength mm. so if you know if nothing else you're becoming a stronger mm. more evolved human through this process and mm. it may suck and it may you know like pull every resource out of you mm. and you know mm. getting out of bed is an effort and mm. it, and it is you know yeah. and it and it's just you can be at your lowest point Mm. And you know, and think, well, what is what is all of this? What's this? Mean? But there is a meaning in there, and there is also a blessing in there. Mm. You know, and whether that blessing may be that you might find your your dream partner three, four years down the track, or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, you might even, for instance, and I know this, you know, happened for me. You have a better, closer relationship with your children because, mm. as a single parent, mm. when you're with those children, you're with those children wholeheartedly and one on one. Whereas I think, you know, sometimes dual parenting, the situation is like, oh, well, my wife's here. She can kind of, you know, yes. talk to the kids for a while or whatever. I'm yeah. just out the back on my phone or whatever and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you, you tend to, I think, I did it myself. When you're in a, a co-sort of parenting situation, you you tend to take it a little bit for granted. For sure. Being with your children. Yeah. And I think this kind of has teach or taught me but can teach others to really yeah. be a, a yeah. sort of better parent. Be more present yeah. and give them your full focus it. because it's all up to you at the end of the day exactly. when they're with you're you. You're it. Yeah. You're the man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like these children are looking at you and going, okay, well, what are we, you know, well, what's this whole ride about? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and make me a better human. <laughs> I love that, yeah. <laughs> um, and with, uh, I guess, the relationship that you have with your ex now, have there have been any things that have been helped you with that relationship that have made things better? Yeah, look, I think definitely one of the lessons I learned early with, especially, you know, with dealing with my ex is, is um, you know, choose your battles wisely. Mm. Um, it's a simple thing. Don't go to war over everything. Mm. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, we did in the beginning and, and whatnot. And it just doesn't, it doesn't get you anywhere. It mm. just creates more drama, more mm. hassle, more mm. friction. The children get involved in all of that kind of thing mm. and mm. there's no progress. Mm. So... One of the key learning areas was to just kind of pick your battles wisely and, and say to yourself, is this worth mm. going to war with my ex? Or is this worth mm. causing an argument over? Or is this worth or can I swallow this? You know, mm. can I swallow mm. this one? Mm. You know, shit sandwich, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and you know, sort of just kind of work around it. But mm. that was that was a really big one for me and I'm, I'm mm. getting better and better at that one as we yeah. sort of go along. I'm kind oh. of learning to like hold my tongue and go, you know, yeah. It's a continual thing. <laughs> it's a continual yeah. thing, mate. Um, but I think it's sage, sage advice because it's a, it's, this is a long game, yeah. you know, like Parenting's your kids. It's a long game. They're till 18 minimum, yeah. let's yeah. say. Um, that you're going to have this working relationship yep. with, you yep. know, your partner. So, you know, it's like I think something I, I always like to think about is, is this something that I want to win? But could I potentially 
lose this, quote unquote, yeah. to rebuild the relationship. Yep. Right? Because it's exactly. give and take. It doesn't it's matter like, what the fuck it is. Like, it's yeah, like it's going backwards to go forwards exactly. sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I, I think that's nice. probably one of the most powerful things you can you can sort of express in these kind of situations is that, you know, don't let your ego mm. be the governing force between you sort of you know you know making you know progress or not yeah um you know the ego is a powerful thing it, it, we've all sort of got it going on in our heads but it can drive us into some pretty silly places so you know don't be you know sort of uh driven by your ego like think to, think to yourself is this you know what's the whole situation in this is it mm. really world mm. war three type kind of stuff or is it do i just go you know what okay well i don't get to you know, do this that weekend or I, you know what I mean? There's mm. different scenarios but y- the principle is the same. Like mm. just work mm. out for you whether it's not. Yeah. Um, obviously you've got to stand your ground on some things but don't go to, you know, sort mm. of, mm. yeah. Like we were talking about before how, you know, information is power. Mm. Um, how do you feel like, you know, you have felt when it comes to the family law process? Yeah, it's all, it's always a tricky one, is it? And and you know, I profess to absolutely know nothing about it at all. Mm. Um, and you know, I know in my situation, we've steered clear of that process. Um, tried to be sort of as amicable as we can with things, um, but you know, as you say, like knowledge is power, and it's probably something that you know, if if you're a you know single parent and you're in in these sorts of situations, it it is good to be across you know the process and know what you know what you yeah. rights are and whatnot totally again i mean if you can be amicable in things it's always mm. you know sort of a, a better path yeah I, I do i hear stories of um you know single parents in court and, and whatnot and you know there's a lot of money exchanging hands in, in for sure yeah you know lining solicitors and barristers <laughs> yeah. pockets but you know i mean um it's definitely as you said knowledge is power and, mm. and knowing you know knowing what you're dealing with and, and all of that kind of thing is definitely key think mate yeah it's so true like because it's the fear that constrains men yeah you know and today in today's day and age like sometimes it feels really scary to be a man oh (laughs) it it is you know and um it's yeah i think just i would argue that it's a tough time to be a man mm. um you know we had a conversation earlier about uh, you know it's it's a very positive time to be a woman and there's a lot of good change going on for women and and you know we're moving forward in a lot of ways with you know women's liberation and equality and and that's fantastic and you know I'm glad that's happening but in the wake of that there's also been this you know under mm. undertide of of you know men of kind of you know sometimes in the media being demonized or or yeah. you know accused of misogyny and those kinds of things and I think a lot of guys you know, sort of don't really know how that sits with them. Mm. You know, like what is it to be a man these days? Are you, exactly. Is it something you're proud of to stand up and say? Yeah. And I think given a lot of media <clears throat> attention lately, it's something that a lot of guys are like, oh, mm. I don't know how I feel. Like, But if anything that's come out of it, it's like it's good to ask that question Yes. of do I like to be a man? Like yeah. what is it that I stand for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And I think that is actually a good thing because they're good questions to ask because I think, you know, a lot of times we don't um, – we're not taught how to be a man. Right. We're not taught like the yeah. way to kind of show up yeah. in, in a healthy way. Um, and I know, you know, that's a big thing for you with your sons that you're trying to instill in them, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a hard thing to keep showing up when the odds are against you and, 
you know, and, and I know even in my case with the distant parenting thing this year, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's hard to swallow and it's hard to sit with, but I, you know, I have to keep making the phone calls and, and, you know, keep making sure that they know that I'm there and I'm present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on my screensaver on my phone, you know, I've got the words keep showing up, you know, because you just have to keep showing up and, mm-hmm. and, you know, children need to know that you're there, even if they can't see you, mm-hmm. they need to know that you love them. And I always finish every phone call with love you, mate. You know, mm-hmm. I don't always get one back. Okay, <laughs> especially not from a from a fifteen year old. But um, you know, you know, I always make sure I put that in there, and mm. and and just being affectionate with your kids, especially as a father, mm. um, it's really sure. powerful to to let them know that you love them, mm. and um, you know, it's something that I you know had a sort of tricky relationship with my father when I was younger, and yep. he wasn't the most affectionate man or or approving man, and I think. You know, I always battled with that when I was a kid and it kind of, you know, sort of didn't really sit well with me and mm. we're great friends now and, and I've got a lot of respect for him as a man now but at the time mm. I realised how important it is to actually show your kids that you love them. For sure. And, you know, they'll you know, they'll sort of, you know, they'll blow it off most days and like, yeah, whatever, Dad, you know, whatever, Mum, whatever. Yeah. But they have to know it. Yeah. It's integral for their development. For sure. And is there any are there any other I guess values or traits that you're trying to really instill in your boys? Yeah, look, obviously, just being a man in in today's world is is being in touch with yourself. Like, just you know, mm-hmm. I want I want to, I'm a pretty strict father. Um, mm-hmm. I run a you know sort of pretty tight ship, and yeah. you know that that means not always being the fun guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you know deep down, I've taught them a lot of respect um for for people and 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 values and that kind of thing through being yeah quite a firm father um mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun but you know i, I think uh, you know my dad was quite firm with me and i always sort of had a lot of respect for him for being you know um you know that kind of strict yeah yeah um and and you know i mean that's not to say going over the top or anything like that. it's just just you know be firm be strict, you know. Teach them values, and, yeah. and and they'll look up to you, and they'll they'll forever sort of follow that path if that's the path you set for them. Yeah, and I think it's like what you're really, I guess, teaching is, um, you know, you have to live within a set of bounds. parameters. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah. in today's day and age, like it's so easy to. Well, most men don't have the bounds. Let's say no. right, and they don't even ask the question of. What kind of man do I want to show up as? Yeah. What are the things that are important to me? Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of what that's, you're talking about. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, it, the, the world's an, an interesting place at the moment. We, you know, the, the sort of the differences now to when our parents grew up and and whatnot. There's there's a whole different sort of uh, you know landscape out there, and mm. and we have to be mindful of showing our kids boundaries and respect and and you know manners you know that's something that's mm. very kind of yeah crazy put down a lot these days <laughs> manners you know you see it in young young people and, and yeah. even adults i mean you know the whole thing of manners is mm. is huge for me mm. um so i think we've got to just keep you know teaching our children those those boundaries and be be firm with them but not yep. in a you know sort of crazy kind of way just you know there's a there's an art to doing it for sure, know, um, for sure. Assertively is the word I would use. Yeah. Um, so with your journey so far as being a single dad, I guess what has been, I guess in maybe the really dark times, mm. has there been anything else that has really allowed you to have that 
the the light, you know, because sometimes yeah. it can be dark, right? Oh. And it can it can feel like yeah. you're never gonna it's never gonna end. You're never gonna see your kids. Yeah. They're gonna be you know you go that down that negative spiral. But you know you have that. You've got meditation, obviously. Yes. Is there any other mm, like yeah. things that you've done or any other yeah. breakthroughs that have allowed you to see that light? Yeah, like hacks. Yeah, yeah, like a mind hack, a yeah. Jedi mind hack. Yeah. Um, look, I think it, it's it's all about getting to know yourself. Like I, you know, I've I've been single a long time now, and and I mean, I I, I kind of find that I'm I'm enjoying my own company more and more as time goes on like mm. I wasn't always like that before mm. the the you know sort of separation I was very much relying on having other people around all the time and yeah you know I think one of the best things you can do is to get to spend a little bit more time on your own mm. um there's huge power in that space you, not only do you get to know who you are you get to know what you like what you don't like mm. um just even the just the solitude sometimes of being on your own and, and that kind of thing and I think that's something that you know, is if you're a single father and you're, you're battling and things, don't run away from that time on your own. Mm. You know, don't always surround yourself with with people and crowd your spaces with energy and people. Mm. It's just kind of create a little bit of space, even if it's a little bit of time each day, just on your own, just to kind of sit with things and for sure let let everything just kind of marinate and <laughs> and you know what I mean and yeah. and get to terms with what's going on because I think we have a tendency to run from what's going on in our lives and we, we, you know, we distract ourselves. For sure. You know, and, and um, I think for me one of the best things that I could have done was was just start to spend a little bit more time on my own, get to know myself and, mm. and what I like and what I don't like and now I'm at the point where I would just love my own company, you know. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, exercise is huge too. Yeah. Like I can't underestimate, you know, underestimate how – Big the power of exercise for, sure. for for anyone going through a, a you know difficult time in their life. Just having that release, mm. um, you know, plus the endorphins and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's huge. You know, guys, go to the gym, go for a run, go for yeah. a swim, go for a whatever it is you do. Yeah. Um, just make some time for yourself to mm. to do that. Mm. Um, I think that's very much part of the healing process. Oh, totally. Um, Totally. You know, not everyone's going to want to meditate, but a lot of guys will want to want to exercise and yeah. and, and whatnot. So, um, and just acceptance and surrender to your situation. Mm, that's you know, big. you know, like it's the hardest thing to do, but I think we we all fight the acceptance and and mm. you know we don't surrender to what's going on. And when I when I say surrender, I don't mean you know put the white flag up and go, oh, it's all over. I'm handing in my, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, ex, you know, surrender means okay. This is the situation. I don't like it, mm. um, but I can sit with it and mm. I can work with it. Mm. You know, and that means as soon as you start to do that, that's when you can start moving forward and and start creating plans on getting to where you want to be. Yes. Do I want to? Is this the career I want? I've got a you know sort of chance to rebuild my life right now. Like, mm. is this the career path I want to go in? What kind of partner do I want next? Mm. Or you mm. know, do mm. I want to you know sort of have more children? Do I? You know, and so you've got an opportunity to sort of really recreate your life mm. in these situations. Very so true, man. Very acceptance true. and surrender is really big in that. I love that. I love that. I think that it's so true. It's it's kind of – maybe it allows you to ex- – it's kind of obvious but accept the situation that you're yeah. in because sometimes it's like, no, yeah, this is not right yeah. and this can't be 
I didn't plan this life. Like, yeah. you know, I was going to have the three children and the white picket fence out the front and the yeah. whole fairy tale ending. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. You know, what is this train wreck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't put my hand up for this. Mm. And, mm. And, you've, and, you know, like a lot of people will fight it for the mm. rest of their life and mm. deny it and, you know, and push it away and whatnot. But I've, I've you know, I've learned that, it, you know, it's accepting and surrendering to the situation is, is the first point of starting to move forward and past it. Yeah, Otherwise, you're just living in denial. Yeah, yeah. And in that place, it's just full of like resistance and yeah, and, and wrong energy. Yeah, you know, totally. So beautiful, mate. Well, um, appreciate you coming on here. Is there any other final words or no? I just uh, like, like I, to... I would just you know sort of. I'm really happy to, to to have had this opportunity. I've been a big follower of yours for for <laughs> some time now, and I think appreciate the work it. that you're doing. Um, you know, for single dads is, is incredible. And, and, you know, I think what's needed right now is a, is a beacon of light in a pretty, you know, sort of dark space for a lot of single dads and, and, you know, it's a minefield and, Mm. um, having someone like yourself, uh, lighting the way and, and, and doing that for, for, for guys that are in a a little bit of a tough, tough predicament is, is amazing. So I would encourage you to just keep doing what you're doing and, (laughs) and, you know, for anyone, you know, who's, who's got, who knows anyone in a similar, you know, get on to Miller. He's, uh, he's doing some great stuff. So, yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Well, um, again, thanks for jumping on. Uh, appreciate you being here and uh, thanks for your wise words. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Cheers.